Hello, and welcome to the Gaming Fix Podcast, episode 246, on November 5th, 2022. I'm your host, Andre Cole, a.k.a. The Wet Gamer, a.k.a. your partner's favorite trading card. I'm joined today by Pat. Trading card. Yes. Wow. From, from, from a game. A could doozy. be could be a sports game. Could be or not even a game. <sighs> a collectible card. Could be Pokemon card. Could be I don't know, like a nice set of playing cards. I don't know. Um, or a trading card of the playing card, but you know. No. We'll we'll play mm. uh, fast and loose. That's a tough that's a really tough question. I don't know I'm if I said it. Of... Uh joined today by Pat. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's me. <laughs> I'm I uh I like too many trading cards to be able to easily answer this question. Not like a black um, lotus or Okay. Uh, its favorite is tough, but um there's a, there's a lot a, of different things to consider. Yeah, I mean, there is a I really liked playing there's a game called the versus system which is a um it was like a card game that had um marvel there was a marvel versus and a dc versus this was in like the 2000s that it was popular which was a time when you could actually find people to play non magic and pokemon card <laughs> games um and i really liked the the Ross Al Ghul, Talia Al Ghul decks you could make in DC versus, and you could. The weird trick was you could play them against each other. So even though each was technically a distinct card game, since they used the same system, mm. you could make them play against each other, and it was just this weird like skirting of the Marvel and DC exclusivity things sure. that are typically the case. And there was a really cool you could like. There was a Tali Al Ghul card that you could use to pull Ross Al Ghul out of your deck, and playing them together was pretty cool. All right, yeah. That's, that's the first synergy. card that comes to mind that I remember being like, oh man, I love the... the that's the thing, is just like the first time that I played a card game and was like, oh, Synergy. Um, mm -hmm. You never forget your first. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I... When I was playing Yu-Gi-Oh, like, avidly, like, going to Toys R Us every weekend for, like, not even tournaments, just, like, play, uh, like, Saturday morning, maybe Sunday morning, Sunday or Saturday morning, eat Toys R Us, bunch of people, tables, Yu-Gi-Oh, there were, there's one day, I had, like, six people come up to me and ask if I had a like a fusion, like an ultra rare fusion card, like, uh, God, what was it? It was the, the skull. It was like a fusion of the skull dragon and the dragon rider. God, what was that? Dra skull dragon rider. <laughs> God. But anyway, like six people came up asking me like, no, I don't have that card. Why is everybody asking me for this card today? And then afterwards, uh, I bought a booster, uh, just cause, you know, Asked my mom, oh, can I have five dollars mm -hmm. for a booster pack? And I pulled that card out of that pack on my way home, and I was like, "Whoa! Nice. What are the chances cool. <laughs> that is, the, the universe was preparing me for this pull?" Mm -hmm. But yeah, that that was uh, cool. And I had some pretty cool Yu-Gi-Oh cards. I thought, uh, but 
It was. Uh, it was a I played a lot of Yu-Gi-Oh when I. Yeah, when I was a kid, I played a lot of it, but I didn't really understand synergy and mm-hmm. like real deck building. I just kind of like put cards together that I thought were mm-hmm. cool. Yeah, and, definitely, definitely. Yeah, I'm tr- I keep trying to figure out what this card was, but Rider uh, Yu-Gi-Oh. What what could it have been? Uh, wow, yeah, my. Dragon Knight? Is that what it was? I don't even... Come on. I, I, okay, I, yep, I have to give up. I really have no idea what the card was called. But it was like an early one. It was the early days of Yu-Gi-Oh! Like the first couple expansions. But, uh, yeah. Then I had some other, you know, got some cool ones over time. And then I f- fell off the game. But it was a, it was a wild ride while I was playing watching the tv yeah. show and all that Yu-Gi-Oh. they're still and pokemon excluded because that's like that's you know multimedia juggernaut has there been another card game th- to do like an a tv show with it as um like a tie-in thing sh- well i mean you mean like a tv show where they play the card game maybe yeah or like because yeah, I mean, yeah. there's Digimon card. There's a Digimon card game that's oh, actually relatively yeah. popular right, right now. Right, um, right. But, but that's kind of that's like the the TV show was popular, so they made the game. It's like yeah, right. It's like it's not. Like, I can't think of not really. That's like a, Yu-Gi-Oh was like Pokemon, yeah. in that it was synergized with the product to make it. And all Pokemon that is more. is. I think Pokemon fits that because in the Pokemon trading card game, yeah. it's like a very one-to-one representation of what they do in the show. Yeah, yeah. Because the concept is that you're putting a Pokemon out and then yeah. using its moves. Like, it's a part of the reason the Pokemon card game sticks so well and I think is a really cool game is because it is the video game battle yeah. system for yeah. the most part. It's just that they add in card effects and stuff like that. And they do kind of, the evolution concept is like, Graft, right, grafted right onto the like gameplay yeah. itself, but um, yeah, I, I don't, I don't remember like anything about. I played a couple games of the Pokemon card game with like my mom when I was you know five or six. I was like, oh my god, Pokemon card game, whoa! And then I had to, you know, convince her to buy it and then play with me because I had no friends. Yeah, I lived my... in the middle of nowhere. Uh, <laughs> My, so we went to, my mom did like, um, it was like a health, it was like a, a, a parenting class, like new parents class kind of, um, for moms that was like, it was, it was primarily to a, like breastfeeding support group. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we went to these meetings all the time and there were obviously other kids there and she, cause I homeschooled at that point mm-hmm. and she the existence of Pokemon from me for <laughs> quite a while thinking it was like oh this is a fad and I, we don't want to uh-huh. like spend a bunch of money on this uh-huh. thing that's gonna and go away or whatever yeah then kids started showing me the posts like bringing Pokemon uh-huh. cards to these <laughs> events and so I will I actually remember I was like I don't know six years old when did the first Pokemon game come out in the US uh it was around the games were relatively new so well the first pokemon uh, yeah, game was 97 and 96 97 in the states like i think early yeah 97 in the so states. um 
I was just looking in the states. Okay, so it's ninety seven in Japan because I was just looking this up. Ninety six in Japan. It took two really? years. I'm looking really? at the Wikipedia right now. Yeah, yeah. Pokemon because Red and Green came out in February ninety six. Okay, February ninety six. And then Red and Blue came out in September ninety eight. So I would have been like seven years old. So that's why I can, I guess, remember it. Um, But uh, I remember telling my mom, getting in the car after one of these group (laughs) meetings and telling my mom that I knew that there was a video game called Pokemon and I knew about Pokemon cards. And (laughs) she was honest with me. She was like, yeah, I kind of was hoping that you just would never find out about those. (laughs) And I was a pretty smart kid. And I was like, okay, well, I either want the video game or the card game. <laughs> like you don't have to get me both, but I gotta have one of them. And I had a Game Boy, uh-huh. um, and I just played Tetris and Mario on it. Mm-hmm. And she was like, "All right, well, let's go to Walmart. You can get one of the games." Because, um, because she, and then when we got there, she was talking to the person that was working, and he was like, "Yeah, there's a lot of reading in it. So, like, mm-hmm. at the very least, it's a, it's a, it's you know, mm-hmm. yeah. your your the children like can learn. A lot of kids learn to read through it mm-hmm. right now and stuff." And she was like, "Okay," and I knew how to read, so. Yeah, um, she she was like, "All right, well, you can play it because it'll teach you some reading and some problem solving skills and stuff." And that's why she let me play a lot of video games mm-hmm. when I was younger. Yeah. I played a lot of RPGs, um, which are, you know, at the time were pretty educational because of the reading part and having yeah. to like under learn to understand them because they were pretty complicated. Um, and uh, so I I and but then like a month later. I was like, what if I also got some Pokemon cards, though? (laughs) (laughs) Of course, as every kid, yeah. That began as well. Yeah. Yeah, so you Uh, you were homeschooled. You didn't have the, you know, kids bringing their Pokemon cards out onto the playground. No, exactly. I got the the shiny Charizard. I had friends from, I played soccer and... um, and and went to these meetings and stuff. So, so So, like, I had friends, but, like, that was around the time that my friends... I started to like go to their houses more and stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and so it was just the beginning, just the, like just around the time that that, and she, I think was hoping that it would only last like a couple of months. Uh-huh, yeah. Cause a lot of those, a lot of trends yeah. like that, they would come and go really fast. Cause there was no, the internet existed, but it, yeah. not everyone had it. Yeah. So it was like a, a trend like Pokemon could roll through your community and then yeah. roll away. Yeah. Um, Little did your mother but, know. Here we are. Well, and from twenty five years later, <laughs> twenty six. Now years she later. loves Pokemon. I mean, she yeah. thinks it's great. So yeah. she 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 and she once the once we started watching the show and stuff, she thought the show was really good. And um, so she, holds up. She ended up coming around to it quickly. But mm-hmm. yeah, no, it's just it's very funny. Uh, it's like, oh, this is gonna be a fad, and then oh, no, very much yeah. not. <laughs> Probably, hey man, probably am... right to be afraid of it and concerned, but also yeah. <laughs> futile. <laughs> I'm going in with 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 arms open. I'm I'm coming at Scarlet and Violet without cynicism or an, a, a, and I'm not doing what and I did what I've done in the on past terms, and or on their terms. Rather. I'm not even approaching it on that. Yeah, I'm approaching it on their terms. That's, I'm that's not what even, I meant. In the past, I've always kind of come in with an ounce of spite. And and been like I'm gonna play this game because everyone's talking about it, and but I'm not happy about it this time. I'm just gonna. I got my comfy controllers, and I'm I'm gonna. I do my best to enjoy it because yeah. it looks really good. <laughs> part like I, part of me tried that with Sword and Shield, and then 
it, like there was still part of me like I don't I don't know like I had some hesitations but maybe if you're just going in like I'm I'm picking up what you're selling just uh, yeah show, think... show me the show me the Pokemon Pokemon and I, th- uh... <laughs> I don't I don't need to see Pokemon oh, okay, no offense you, to Pokemon yeah. but yeah uh, I I I uh, I think for me this is the first one of these games that I've been genuinely excited about based on the pre-release coverage like for you know for a long time since mm-hmm. like black and white mm-hmm. black and white is kind of the ones that i fell off of playing through which is funny because i think now i would like to play them because apparently the story is people like it um i i couldn't tell you the story of like any of the it, mainline pokemon games since black uh, and white is the one that's Sa- about Ruby like sapphireism yeah there's like one they take place in like different time periods or what whatever but i couldn't yeah. tell like since ruby sapphire i could not tell you what the story yeah. of any of these games i mean is. i couldn't tell you what the story of any of them are uh but uh even even the early ones but yeah. um i also i guess cuz sword and shield i i picked up because it was like well yeah this is like the the, mm-hmm. the, the first the new generation po- first, the first yeah, yeah the first big pokemon game on this console and i want to see what they can do but i always thought it looked bad in the lead up to it coming out. And the same is true for Arceus where like, I was like, well, it sounds like they're doing more stuff that I'm interested in, but I think mm-hmm. the game looks bad. Yeah. And so the fact that I didn't have a very good time with both of them mm-hmm. kind of fit with the expectations that I was coming in with. Um, but I think Scarlet and Violet look really good. They're going to run like shit. And I've <laughs> prepared myself for uh-huh. that. Yeah. But, but I think that like from a gameplay perspective, it looks like they're doing all the stuff that I wish that they had done in Sword and Shield. It looks like they're doing with it. And I really like a lot of the character designs, the new like Pokemon and stuff. Um, which is another thing I've felt like ever since like Gen 3, the new Pokemon that they add are kind of like whatever. Like you 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 came up with 151 absolute all-time bangers. Mm-hmm. And ever yeah. since then it's you've like kind of been your... like Gen 2 is also really good and Gen three is still yeah, pretty good. I, yeah, I'm like those first three games. I am all about, but oh yeah, for sure, absolutely. I would. I mean, my my favorite games of all time list changes based on yeah. what games I forget about and remember playing. Yeah. But I Pokemon Gold is probably sure. Yeah, one of my favorite games of all time. Absolutely. Um, I, I I adored that game. Um, but with this whole yeah, conversation, I, I also. I'm just like going back and I'm looking at Power World again because that game looks fucking stupid <laughs> with the guns, but also it looks like what I want from like it's got like the living with the Pokemon or you know living with the pals or whatever and like doing stuff, and, yeah, you know, flying around and building a rocket ship. Like I, I just it's, it's gonna be a survival game, I'm sure. Which That's hey, what it's... that you know what with if it's with Pokemon and you know Pokemon type things, you know, pals, uh. And you get to, like, actually use them for, like, oh, I get to use the water pals to water my garden. Like, that's the actually the kind of thing I want yeah, at this well, point. So Maybe it'll be for yeah, you. Maybe. And I am, I am approaching that one. Bad, but... It looks ridiculous, but it, I, you know, it could be bad. But it's not it's even got... that it looks ridiculous. It's just these action scene shots of people, like, shooting guns. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. this looks really, this looks like a very low budget mobile and game that i mean yes but also uh i you know the way you're approaching 
Violet and what? A, oh my god! The 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 steam page. Are you looking at the steam yeah, page? Yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh. The fucking gif of the big monster eating the little penguin uh-huh, thing. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's up. Yeah. Uh, it the it really looks like what I want from a Pokemon game uh, and wish they would stop with all the battle nonsense. I don't care about the battle nonsense anymore, though the like assembly line of these little little leaf pals working Making on assault rifles is hilarious. Yeah. I think the other thing that's going to help me with Scarlet and Violet is that every I get hung up every time on like how do I get what? How is it possible for me to get every Pokemon in this into this game mm-hmm. um, through like playing the old ones and catching mm-hmm. everything? And yeah. for some, Destiny has been the great healer for me of just mm-hmm. getting me to a place where I'm like, I don't care if I get all the things. Mm-hmm. I just want the things that are cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that'll I think yeah. Help too. When you're, uh, it's funny because that that game Destiny was the game that made you you. There was a lot of animosity there about uh, Destiny and the way they handled the FOMO and the all that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. and now it is righted that wrong somehow, some way. Sort of. I mean, it's only it, it still has because that you know the, the, that content is still missing. But for for one, on the one hand, I think the good thing that they've done is they said they aren't going to do that anymore so <laughs> at least with the <laughs> that, uh, that's the, the expansions the the seasonal content will still disappear yeah yeah um but i think it's less that i think that they handle it well or better than they used to and more that i think they i still think it sucks but i like playing the game enough that if i i want to enjoy playing the game without being spiteful about that stuff so yep. that's why i just give up on caring about it Sure it's is. having the opposite effect of what they want it to have, basically. <laughs> <laughs> Where it's not, the FOMO is not making me go, oh god, I gotta play this game yeah. with all of my time. Instead, it's making me go, eh, I'm gonna miss things and mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. Fine. Yeah, I, I am definitely there uh, at the same point as you. Uh, but Yeah, uh, I like I said, uh, I would like to approach Power World in the same way you're approaching uh, Scarlet and Violet so I'll meet them on their terms. At first, I was like, look at this fucking, look at this stupid game. They're shooting these little monsters. It's ridiculous. But now I'm like, you know what? Everything besides the shooting looks really fun and, like, interesting. Well, look, I'll probably play Pal World with you because I do want to see what that thing is. When it comes. Yeah. Uh, I hope I hope it's uh, actually interesting and substantial and not very, uh, very shallow. But we'll see. Uh, but... We've got some check-ins to do, because mm-hmm. you have you have infected not just me. You've also infected Allison, uh, but Allison is not here to speak for herself today. Uh, with Marvel Snap, yeah, I continued. I just finished the. I think we both finished yeah. the Battle Pass in the last couple of days. Um, yeah. I'm kind of glad that I bought. I, originally, I was kicking myself a little bit that I bought the one with the levels for 15 bucks because I, but, but now I'm, it's kind of been nice because I haven't played a lot of it the last few days and it was nice to not have to stress about, I talk about not caring about mm-hmm. getting stuff, but at the same time, you spend money on the battle, the battle pass. pass you you want to finish it. Yeah, yeah. You know? Um, and, uh, and it is a cool card. The 50 level 50 miles variant is cool looking. Yeah. Um, but, uh, 
Yeah, I my feelings are kind of like I've had a my feelings on that game have been a bit of a roller coaster. There's early on I was like, wow, this is re- actually really really good. Um and now I'm kind of and then I f- I almost stopped playing it for a period and then I was like, no, I want to at least see the end of the battle pass. And now I'm kind of sort of made peace with it but still have a lot of critiques. I just sure. think that the the game in the beginning when it first launched here uh, or launched like globally, yeah. I felt like the locations were really interesting because you had to play around them, but they typically just created interesting scenarios that were pretty, that worked, that could work with lots of different deck archetypes. Yeah. Um, so like, you know, the, the locations that do things like you get plus one energy as long as you don't play cards here and stuff like that. That is, I think, just an interesting thing that can benefit a lot of different archetypes. So it's just a twist on the game. But when you start to, like, over the last few weeks, they've been introducing all these locations that do things like, you know, fill this location with clones of this card that you played. Or, like, after turn three, all the cards here become the Incredible Hulk. And it starts to get more, like... It's just so random as to what sure benefit like what deck archetypes are gonna see it, the benefits of the different locations it's almost like because i think is it each day there's a featured thing that is more likely to show up i think so is this is works. part of the problem is i don't understand that feature i'm sure if you dig mm-hmm. you can find where they've explained it but they need to just put a thing on the play a button that tells you the location pool it, and like which yeah. the odds it shows isn't. up on like there's like a rotating yes, the on the slider home thing yeah yeah and it tells you what's featured yeah and so the but featured it, the, one is so there's like one each i think it's each day that has a higher chance of showing up but and, that's the thing it's a higher chance yeah it's not guaranteed no, it's and not they don't tell you what the chance is and they no, don't tell yeah. you what the rest of the pool is true but when it's, i feel like often when those are the featured one i'll see it in more games than I don't. Um, yeah, sure. And so, like, what you could do is you could build a deck around that, like, you know, every day, which is a little excessive. But if you were really, really wanting to climb the ladder, uh, you could try that and have a bunch of, um, and you know, build a new deck every day or just have a couple that will work with these different uh, scenarios. Yeah, conceptually, I am into that co- that idea, but I still think that in order to do that with any degree of consistency, you have to see the full location pool, sure. yeah. and you have to be able to see what the odds of each location yeah. appearing in a match is. And ultimately, people don't do that. No. They just all play the Nazar deck with Onslaught in it. <laughs> <laughs> because the, Or the Dinosaur deck. Those are the two decks mm-hmm. that are... are yeah. That you see them almost all the time once you're above rank 30. Yeah. I, like, I am stuck right at rank 30 because I refuse to too. give up my spider deck. I, yeah, I built me my too, because I don't like the, the two decks yeah. that are prominent. I built my Spider-Man, and... uh, Spider-Man, Spider-Woman. Uh, I've got Hulk in there because I needed a six star and that made the most sense. Just like, okay, just get a big strong guy in there. Uh, and then like some movement. Uh, movement characters and uh, carnage is in there too yeah. and so carnage then carnage eats wolverine and eats nova nova mm-hmm. gives everyone plus one 
and then Wolverine respawns after getting eaten, and then you just eat some other yeah, random. It's, it's it's cool. It's it's a it's a it's fun cool. deck. Those synergies are really fun. But the problem is that the the I think his name is Nazar, the guy that gives all the plus the the one drops, okay. bonus stuff. Um, um, I think so. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. He's just so good, Kazar, not Nazar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's so good, and then when 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 you play onslaught with him, mm-hmm. it's just like. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> there's the value there is because you can you you make like half your deck one cost cards yep. so that they play off Kazar and then Onslaught and Blue Marvel mm-hmm. you give them like plus four yeah all of them mm-hmm. and it's just st- I mean and again it would be a cool deck if it was one of ten different deck mm-hmm. archetypes that was doing well yeah. but it's basically that one and the dinosaur and the, it's that deck is more consistent than the dinosaur one which yeah. which gets bonus based on your hand size so then you play it with moon girl and mm-hmm. um that one and also the dinosaur deck has a ceiling because it's there's a seven card maximum yeah. for your hand so the kazar deck is what i primarily see and it just yeah. fucking saw as soon as cards come out it's the worst feeling then this is this is the, the shitty thing is this the worst feeling in card game play and the game the thing that every card game should fight tooth and nail to avoid is when you see like on like turn two you see a board develop and you go oh they're playing this deck and you just want to quit because it sucks (laughs) to play against that happens um it's starting to happen to me with kazar because it's like one specific build so anyway i still think that the fundamental idea of the game is good i just wish that they would if their goal is to make you build fresh decks all the time to keep up with the board meta and what the 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 locations are fine that's a good concept yeah but you have to show that information yeah and if you want it to just be super random that's okay too i don't that can be fun but they gotta balance out those cards that are those Mm -hmm. decks that are consistent so that they lose their consistency yeah um so we'll see i mean ben brod is a is is a is a generally a pretty good lead Mm -hmm. designer i think um you know, he built Hearthstone into being a behemoth that still continues to kick. So, yeah. I, um, so, so I wonder how much of the oh god, I'm losing a thought as I'm trying to voice it. Um, oh god, where did it go? I had it before. Uh, how much of the oh god, damn it. I'm sorry. I've lost my trade. I lost my <laughs> no, trade. Okay. I, was, I was like, I was, it was right there. And then it just slowly faded from my mind. Consistency and locations. I don't know. Yeah, consistency, locations. Um... Oh, now I remember. I wonder how much of, because of the way the cards are doled out and how you get them is by increasing your collection level. And mm-hmm. uh, so th- there is a pool uh like so from like level one to two fourteen, I think is the first pool. And so there's a set number or there are certain cards that you'll pull from that list. I think it's like a random order. Just you get a random card from that pool. Then after two fourteen to like four twenty six or something, I think, is pool two. And that's got a selection of cards. Then after that it's pool three. And I think pool three is the um the the newest the newest cards at the moment um but i wonder how much of those decks is tied to the card distribution and just totally in possible the, in the low yeah. like you know where they're the cards most people have if they're playing this game because they've all played 
um, they've all been playing, you know, now. And so you get Onslaught, you get Kazar very early, or, you know, they get it in the first mm-hmm. pool, mm-hmm. Uh, in the first couple, you know, 200 levels or whatever. And so you can build that deck pretty quickly. Uh, same with the same with the T-Rex. Um, so I wonder if they need to, like, shake up how you can pull those cards or, you know, what do they need to do? Because... I don't want to wait to level four hundred and twenty six to ma- to start to have the chance to get Spider Man. I want to get. I just let me get Spider Man. Why? Why do I gotta? Why do I gotta get up that high to get Spider Man? That's that's just shenanigans. Yeah, I I I've seen people who have Spider Man too. I mean, so I don't. Some people play this game for a long time. You know, like I don't. Know. I guess it's just it is. I do think that the way that you acquire cards is a little. Um, I I think it's cool that it's it de-emphasizes spending money because um, in general it, it pretty well does. I mean, if you want to like sprint through the levels, yes, you'll run out of credits, but yeah. the value feels so bad for buying credits mm-hmm. that I don't know anyone who's doing it. I did it one time with some of the gold that I got from the battle pass, and I was like, "This sucks. This is like it's not a lot. It's like five dollars for or whatever it is uh-huh. for like." 500 credits is yeah. shitty but then i just stopped buying the um the the fast upgrades in the store for a few days and my credits got grew back up to and just did challenges and stuff and i got back up to like 2000 credits and i'm still getting a card or two a day yeah. so when i play so i i think it's cool that it de-emphasizes the 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 money spend and i think the fact that there aren't rarities for the cards is great mm-hmm. that's like yeah that's something that's catching on more and more with um with like digital card like like uh like um I want to say Legends of Runeterra does the same mm-hmm. thing where they yeah. don't give the cards rarity huge I think that's awesome um maybe they do I can't remember but does Hearth- Hearthstone DMs, doesn't have rarity does it it does that's okay. part oh, of the problem does, with Hearthstone does, yeah. is that the typically in Hearthstone I don't know what it's like now I haven't played in a long time seriously but when I was playing that game seriously, and that's the game that I probably played, card game that I probably played the most seriously, even compared to physical card games. Um, for about a year, I was spending almost all of my disposable income on Hearthstone Oof. the year it came out. Um, and I was in school then, too. Yeah. So it's not like I had a ton, but I was like spending like the couple hundred dollars of, of extra money that I would scrape together over a quarter on whatever mm-hmm. the new expansion was. Um and that game, part of the problem is, or used to be, that you typically build a deck around a legendary card, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, which is fine. It's just that getting the legendary that you want was very difficult because yeah. it was basically a gotcha system where you had like a 2% chance or whatever to pull a legendary from each pack. And then after like 40 packs, they just gave you one. But it might not have been the one that you wanted. And yeah. I want to say early on with that game, if you received a duplicate legendary that you already had, which totally happened all the time, you could turn it into dust to like craft a new one that you wanted, but it was, you only got like half the cost. So you had to get two copies, two duplicates of a legendary you already had in order to craft one that you actually wanted, which sucked. It's shitty. Mm-hmm. Um, and the fact that snap doesn't do that and doesn't ever give you duplicates and yeah. unless the, the variants, I mean, if you buy the variants or get you the can, variants, yeah, but. you can also, if you fully level up a card to like the infinity level, then you can 
make a duplicate of that variant and mm, that's level cool. it up. That. Yeah, it starts over at the base level, and I guess you can level it up to. Yeah, that's I guess cool. I, you can level it up for more levels on the collection. I yeah, guess that's why you would be doing it. Yeah, yeah. Huh. Um, but that's still that's that's yeah. kind of a nice way to make it so that not all your cards have to be leveled to the infinite level. Yeah, to, yeah. To do you it. Don't, so and you don't have to. I, keep I think you you don't have to use cards you don't want to use to level them up or whatever. Ultimately, I think that that game would benefit a lot from a casual pool where you yeah. don't need you don't have to play the ranked ladder. Yeah. Um. From experience with Hearthstone in particular, that would lead to people just playing kind of junk decks there. So you, you wouldn't necessarily get high quality games, but you would now you could, and then. You could see it, some you weird, goofy stuff. Totally, yeah. And and so I think that would be beneficial. And then I also think they just need to slightly rethink their approach to locations in ranked. And in casual, it'd be fine to say like, whatever, man, you don't get to know what locations are going to pop out. Yeah. Cool, fine. I, yeah. Totally, that's totally fair but i think in ranked games they need to come up with a better way to handle locations and i've thought about like you know show the pool add some kind of drafting mechanic that is like fast paced um mm-hmm. give you the ability to like see the first location and then pick between two decks maybe i don't know yeah. like something some kind of better um, mechanics around that. And and to some extent, the snap system helps with that because you can retreat and yeah. and stuff like and not really lose much ground and then snap when it's a location board that fits your deck. Yeah. That's like one way you can mitigate that. But I don't think that feels good. I think it's it, it does mitigate some of the problems with the way that it works, but I think that they could come up with a better way to do it that feels better. But I also think it's possible that they will, too. I don't look at this game as being... They, like, they listened to feedback aggressively when they first started introducing their, like, events system, which was, I think, before the battle passes, they were going to just do these events where it was like you ground out levels and that gate got you the cards from the new pools and the, but the level grind was like way worse than the battle pass or something. And it was very money focused. So it was basically like they did it for Thor, the Thor movie. Uh. When, when love and thunder came out, it was like you had to cater to the event to get the cards and then after that, they would just get added to the pool. But the cards were good, and people hated it. They, they got, like, a ton of flack. And they almost immediately, within, like, a weekend, they were like, okay, you hate this. We're not going to do it this way. We're refunding everybody's money they spent on the event. Everyone's just going to get the cards, and we'll figure out a new thing, new way to do this. Interesting. Um, so the fact that they are they listen to that means that I yeah. think that if enough people have issues with with it, Sure. The way it is, then then they'll they'll change it. And if not many people do, then maybe I'm in the minority, yeah. and that's I, fine too. Yeah, I uh, I think I think there is something to saying like, okay, there these six car or these six locations could be in the competitive pool, or these nine locations, whatever it is, and there's this much chance, and oh, this is the featured one today, so it'll be it'll show up in sixty six percent of games instead of just like you know whatever chance. Uh, yeah, twenty percent or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that yep. that could be that could be smart and let people actually, you know, plan for like okay, this week is I want to try this deck because it it works with these locations or whatever. Cuz but yeah, I am I should start 
looking at another deck before I get even more cards and feel more overwhelmed by... I think the way they dish out the cards has made it so I can feel like, oh, I could put together a deck with this theme, and oh, if I these cards will synergize well. And because yeah. as more and more cards start to, you know, show up in my collection, I'll be like, you know, the analysis paralysis will kick in, and I'll be like, oh, God, oh God but this card goes with this card, and then this card, and now I've got more cards than I could possibly put in my deck that I think will synergize well. How do I choose? Ah... I do start to, I do wonder a little bit if they have a little bit, they're like, if there's already some overload with the amount of cards that are available. This was my concern with the way that they soft launched it Hmm. for like six months in other territories Mm -hmm. is like, it does feel now like there is a huge, like it's going to take forever to get all the cards. Sure. Yeah. And then there's going to be so many cards and what are you? I mean, how am I even gonna? What the fuck is T Rex? Like, what are you? What are you talking about? T Rex is a oh, Marvel game. Like, the dinosaur. I, I know there. Yeah, oh, I know there's like you know, uh, was it the? I, I know there's like dinosaurs and shit and Marvel stuff. It's, yeah, it's but Savage just, Land. Yeah, yeah there's just Devil stuff dinosaur. where I'm like, what are we? What are we doing with this character here? Why? Also, yeah, I mean, yeah, they're, they're gonna run out. I mean, there's only yeah. there aren't enough. Like, I'm starting to wonder if they're gonna need to do. They kind of shot themselves in the foot a little bit with the variant thing being cosmetic mm-hmm. yeah. because at a certain point, like that game I was saying, Marvel versus, like there were like three different Spider-Man cards and uh-huh. not like Miles versus Peter. It was like three different Peter Parker yeah. Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they all did different things. Yeah. And you yeah. kind of have to start being able to do that when your character pool does have limitations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because apparently they've Daredevil already got like, oh, yeah, had their own book. Uh, okay, their sure. first appearance was Devil Dinosaur Number One. <laughs> they were a they were a Jack Kirby created character. So okay, I don't know. Well, I you know I'm sorry, Devil Dinosaur. I I will not besmirch your name anymore. I had never heard of it that I'm, character before sure, this game. Yeah, so. but <laughs> like like I was saying, like why is Spider Man like the Marvel character in Pool Three? Level 400 on the, like, how is, I don't understand. I don't understand how you do character. that. Uh, anyway, yeah, sure. no, I, like, I, I agree. I think, And Venom, too. Think, Venom and Spider-Man are just, in like, the, you know, 400-plus level. Like, are you kidding me? Uh, and, I, think, I think it would have made more sense for them to do some kind of a, you, by leveling the character cards like by leveling the cards you get like a token to go to a shop or something and maybe they could have done it where like you have to get a certain number of beginner cards to get the intermediate cards to get the advanced cards that way the cards that you're you can't just run in and say like i want to buy venom even if he's really complex and hard Mm -hmm. to use yeah that that way you you have to buy you know 10 of the dominoes and quicksilvers and mm-hmm. colossus of the game that are pretty simple to get to 10 of the wolverines and yeah. night crawlers to get to 10 of the more yeah. complex characters. That, yeah, um, that could be uh, another way to do it for sure. Yeah. So I don't know, but I, I, I mean, collection level, I'm like almost level 300 now. Um, so it goes fair, kind of quick, but it does still feel like a grind. Yeah. So I, I don't yeah. know. Uh, and and the, again, the thing that sucks is I've played a fair amount of this game over the last month. Um, 
and I'm almost level 300, so I don't think that the grind is totally unreasonable. But what happens if the game stays successful? Because people like it. It's yeah. like... Yeah, it's it very like popular. I've seen a lot of people it. talk about it on what little time yeah. I've spent on social media these this week. Yeah. I've seen um, many people talk about it. So what happens in like a year if someone starts playing and now we've got pool six sure. or five yeah. or whatever mm-hmm. and you have to be collection level 800 to get it? Yeah. Like fucking sucks man yeah and and like what and and you're and daredevils in pool six there's probably a daredevil in now but daredevils in pool six or something because of the the new mark mm-hmm. stuff on disney plus or whatever and someone watches the show and goes man that's cool this marvel snap game sounds neat i bet i can get daredevil and then they find out that they have to play for like 80 hours to uh-huh. get to collection level 800 yeah. in order to get daredevil it's like mm-hmm. it just is a shitty way to handle it for a a property that is so character focused yeah like i think if if this were an original game without an ip attached Mm -hmm. and it was just like kind of like created characters for the purpose of the game it Mm -hmm. wouldn't be so bad because it'd be like whatever i don't know who this barbarian is so it's fine that i don't get him until pool four but when you're talking about iconic characters people want the ability to get them and i guess to an extent that that is solved by you could just buy a variant of a character that you like that you don't but i don't know if they show you variants of characters you don't have in the store so i don't know uh yeah i, I don't know uh i think they do uh, mm, no i mean i genuinely gonna, don't know the answer to that i'm gonna open up the but, game and see yeah but there's I'll also i've got enough characters that i'd be like I, I don't think i have oh wait no i do i don't think i have oh yeah, yeah i have this one yeah uh okay can you oh, i don't know uh i think they're trying to solve a pretty complex problem so i'm not also trying okay to bash them, but yeah some of the cards like miles morales in the battle pass you have to buy the battle pass to get which is a bummer uh and like yeah and i guess the idea is that then he goes into the pool after the battle pass is done okay that's yeah that's... but uh, i don't know Let's see. Uh, I think I have that. I have them. I... Okay, so yeah, I think all of the uh, variants are things you already have, I guess. Ooh, that's a cool carnage. Uh, yeah, because all the ones I'm seeing right now, the six I'm seeing are uh, all ones that I already have. So that makes sense. But, oh. but I'm using the... I'm already using the... Uh, battle pass carnage so uh yeah uh yeah, i guess it's, it's been a good good time with the game though and i am curious to keep playing more and it's fun to get like just see a stupid deck or a stupid board evolve like even if the totally, even yeah. if the board is frustrating seeing it conspire to be a very absurd and painful uh, deck where I had one where it's like only cards that cost one, three, or one, two, or three can be played here. And then the next one was like cards that cost three, four, five can't be played here. And I'm like, what is what is going on here? Well, I can't play half my cards in other places. Uh, uh, yep. There's like one, one spot where I can play my cards. What is happening? Uh, very strange. And then, you mm-hmm. know, if you end up with like a bunch of squirrel girls and like a central park and there's just squirrels all over the board is very silly to see uh so that stuff's fun yes it, yes it, but the the problem is that then someone plays kazar uh-huh, and you're yeah. like okay well this was fun uh-huh, until you yeah, played kazar sure, and now yeah. 
your Squirrel Army is and and your Blue Marvel and your Onslaught, uh, uh, yeah. and now your Squirrel, <laughs> Squirrel Army is like all eights. Uh-huh, and yeah. what the fuck was the point? Like, yeah, uh, uh-huh. yeah. totally. Uh, but I think that the, I casual think pool some, would certainly help with that. <laughs> some gentle balance adjustments mm-hmm. um, could fix it. Like you know, even something as simple as like if they just made Kazar cost one more. Sure, that solves a lot of problems with that card. <laughs> Absolutely, because then you because then you cannot play that card and uh-huh. Blue Marvel and Onslaught or, yeah. in the game. Or if they made like a like a cost a limit on like a deck, like you can only like you know your deck has to have a value between a power value or a cost value between this and this uh, that you have to aim for. Maybe that wouldn't fix the uh, problem with that deck, but. Like you know, uh, yeah, that that could be another way to tackle it. I don't know. I'm not a game designer. I barely play card games. I can't say. <laughs> but yeah, we. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm enjoying it. I'll definitely check out this next battle pass when that comes out. And yep, I like same. the way I like the way they dish out the daily challenges. It's like two every couple hours, like every four hours or something. That part's good. I do think that the win a location with one card and win a location with ten power or less both are fucking trash objectives. They are They're just frustrating for sure. Garbage. I had one. You basically was... have to throw games to, uh-huh. to, to get them off. Yeah, some of it them. sucks. And I had one of my battle pass like challenges was like the weekly challenges or whatever was win with uh win with 10 less than 10 power uh or win with one card 10 times or something uh Mm -hmm. and so you know like i've i've gotten some of them on purpose uh like you know in the in the course of a normal game where i won uh but yeah it's not it's not great and part of that's like weird opponents who are still learning the game too uh but yeah it's uh it's fun. I'll check out the next battle pass and see what the, what they got. But I need to figure out a new deck if I want to climb up anymore. Uh, but that's not the only game that you you got me with, Pat. Somehow, mm-hmm. some way, you, you you got me with the duty. The game, the game. This game is all skill. Uh, There's nothing. I would like to think it's all skill, but I play with some real fucking chuckleheads. <laughs> you like people who are bad at it? Uh, I, te- I you technically don't have to answer they're, that. Te- they no, no, no. I'm not even talking about people I play with. I'm just talking about the population in general. <laughs> oh, sure. Just fucking play these games. Like Play the objective, damn it. Well, so I heard a, a, my friend hypothesized uh, you may have yes saw it, yes it was, it was in response to me that, complaining because yeah, that, i got that fucked fucking streamers are telling people not to play the objective but mm-hmm. to play objective mode if you if you want grind to out their yeah stupid if, if fucking you challenges. yeah if you want to grind out like weapons or just xp and level up you can that instead of playing the objective you can sneak behind people mm-hmm. and then start killing them from behind i think it's the kill people from behind challenge that, that everyone gets well, mad at. yeah that one fucking sucks uh that's for weapon camos yeah. uh but yeah that's what i mean yeah, yeah. um yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I what? But well, I was talking to that to those friends we played for a few hours last night, and I was like, "Thing is, and I'm not trying to say that I'm like some great Call of Duty player because with the way that the matchmaking works, I'm probably very average or just above average mm-hmm. would be my guess. But I consistently am the like, I would say 
seven out of ten games, mm-hmm. I'm either the top player or in the top three mm-hmm. for the match, not just on my team. And I do it by both playing the objective and getting the most kills. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, like, you can do both. Yep. <laughs> that that was, like, my frustration <laughs> in this particular game uh, that I had the other night. I was far and away the high i had twice as many points as the next person on my team i had like 38 kills the next person i i think the next person had 35 and then it was like in the 20s i had more points more more score than everyone on the enemy team i had like three minutes on the objective and we still lost yeah and what's weird very narrowly is so i am a proponent like, I talked a little bit last week. People complain about skill-based matchmaking all the time. I am a proponent of skill-based matchmaking. I think it... I firmly, unshakably believe mm-hmm. that it leads to better quality of games yes. for the most amount of people. Absolutely. When I do get into a game where I am struggling a little bit, mm-hmm. I think it's cool mm-hmm. because it means that I am playing against people who are either at my skill level, level or slightly above. Yep. And... Having that challenge is great. Yes. I would like all of my games to be very close. I would like every game to end 200 to 199 or something. Mm-hmm. That's exciting. That's fun. Yep. I don't think it's... I mean, it's fun once in a while to, like, roll a lobby, but I don't think it's fun consistently to play with a bunch of people who are way worse than me mm-hmm. and kick their asses. Yeah. It's just, like, no thanks. Mm-hmm. Um, But what I find... It feels worse in the and to be clear, I I fucking I've played like forty hours of this game in a week. I love this game, so <laughs> I should preface with that. But what fe- it feels worse than the last few Call of Duties in that in in terms of the matchmaking in that like I feel like I get matched with complete fucking morons yep. on my team, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and that's the part I don't understand. Is like the other team will be mostly around my skill level or a little bit better but then i've got a bunch of fucking idiots yep. mm-hmm. <laughs> running around on my team and i don't understand how that and my friends have all said the same thing everyone's been like yeah exactly and i don't understand how the matchmaking is producing those results just, consistently I, I, yeah it's it's bizarre <laughs> um it's very strange but uh but but i don't know i mean i'm definitely loving the game um i have like uh I got to level fifty-five in like four days. Um, I am, I am almost was... there. After it'll be a week tomorrow, so I, I am like level fifty-one right now. Uh, I've got like twenty-seven yeah. hours, but I, I I still have some double XP uh, tokens. I've got like one double XP, double weapon XP token left, so I can. Well, I'm they gave. I don't tomorrow. I don't know if they gave them to everybody, but they gave at least people who pre-ordered. There was a whole. There was a like a bit of a controversy because this is like in the weeds controversy, not one that matters. But if you, there was an advertisement that would pop up within Vanguard, Cold War, and Modern Warfare 1 that said, like, pre-order now and get 10 hours of bonus weapon and bonus Mm. XP tokens. And so you got, like, 10-hour double XP and double weapon XP tokens. Um, But that offer was only... And, like, it didn't, it just said, like, that was just what the card said mm-hmm. that popped up. 
that offer was only available if you pre-ordered the game if you pre-ordered the vault edition the hundred dollar mm-hmm. edition mm-hmm. of the game from within those games like by clicking on that specific card mm-hmm. and it was stupid mm-hmm. um because if like for example i just went into the battle.net store and bought yeah. the vault edition because yeah. i had currency from mm-hmm. the previous games there and i wanted to keep it that's why i got it on battle.net and so I didn't get that 10 extra mm-hmm. hours. I didn't know about it because yeah. I didn't see that mm-hmm. ad. So I didn't care. I don't really care that much yeah. either way. It's whatever. But people got really incensed about it and complained, mm-hmm. which fair. And so they just gave everyone who owns the Vault Edition 10 hours of the tokens to as a make good. Um, so, you know, that that helps because now I have... I use two hours of it of the mm-hmm. weapon XP, but I have I'm, I'm already yeah. level fifty five, so I guess I'll save the other XP for the battle pass. I think it works; I'd, it helps I'd, you with the battle pass. I, but I was trying to read up and figure it out. It's I, very confusing. I, it seemed like maybe there are battle pass XP tokens, yeah, so, specifically. So I'm, but I'm not yeah, sure. So the real answer is we don't really know. Yeah, because we won't know until the sixteenth. This is a thing that I was like I was talking to some friends about. Um, about dmz mm-hmm. and like the fact that they haven't released real footage or explainers about dmz which is the you know by all accounts it sounds like it's the tarkov mode oh right right, um, right. i forgot that that was a thing and it's coming with Warzone on the 16th oh. and the rumblings are that it's pretty good and like tarkov is a fucking mess right now because mm-hmm. it's made by a russian developer and mm-hmm. maybe half of the team got conscripted to fight in ukraine and also feels weird playing a Russian video game <laughs> yeah. like that mm-hmm. military shooter right now. Mm-hmm. And so the whole thing I like, I'm not currently mm-hmm. playing Tarkov. Uh, and um, I, uh, I, and, and, and so if DMZ is like a good version of Tarkov, yeah, sweet. But also they haven't put out any footage, but what I was saying to these friends of mine is like, they don't have to do anything other than say Warzone 2.0 comes out on November 16th. That's it. Mm-hmm. Like the the fact that they had a they had a streamer event where they brought influencers in to play Warzone 2.0 and give feedback on it. That alone was like pretty impressive because the fact that they're soliciting feedback from from influencers is something. It's kind of surprising in the first place because since it's a free-to-play thing, they don't need to really build the hype to get you to buy it. All they have to do is put out a bunch of marketing the day before it comes out so that you can get it the next day. Um, but I feel like they're going to have a struggle because of the stuff not carrying over from Warzone 1 to Warzone 2. I feel like that'll be a pain point for many people. Maybe not. But I don't. I don't know. I think. I think it. It'll be a pain point. I think unless Warzone for, One is like disappearing, I could see a lot of people sticking with it. Is I'm pretty sure it is. I think it's going away. I, I'm pretty sure this is a Fortnite situation I, where like they're blowing up the original and blowing up all your cosmetics. I, and yeah, I'm pretty <laughs> that sure that's exactly holy what's happening. Shit, that is fucked. I, well, up. I mean, your those cosmetics are still available in the games that you sure got them in. Sure, but if you um, only played Warzone. Yeah, That's, uh, I wow. I don't know that for sure, but mm-hmm. I'm reasonably sure. I'm pretty sure that um, 
Warzone 1.0. Like they're calling it Warzone 2.0, mm -hmm. not Warzone 2. Mm. I'm pretty sure that it is like a update to Warzone, and then yeah. Um, no, okay. The, uh, PC Games and oh, no, you're says, right. it says original Warzone will continue to be playable after the launch of Warzone 2.0. Well, in that case, yes, I think they're. I didn't know that. I don't. I think that Warzone One will be more popular than Warzone Two for the foreseeable future. For yes, sure. yes. Because it sounds like people also like don't like Warzone Two as much as Warzone One. Um, so, but yeah, I also would, that I think that plays into what you were saying last week about there will never be a Call of Duty that reviews well again, uh, where people are going to bitch and moan like, yeah. oh, it's not as good. Like this is it's buggy. Yeah. It's it's got the, these issues, and it probably will at launch, but. It'll it'll get good. The, but. the big thing, the problem with Warzone Two, I think, is that the people are complaining about it mechanically. From what I understand, from what I saw of that streamer event, is that people basically don't like any of the mechanical changes that they made to it. Sure. Um, and I think that that'll probably result in. I don't think that Warzone Two will fail or anything, but I would be willing to bet that you it will be at or or lower than the player count of Warzone One, probably for the at least its a whole year, life. Probably. Actually, Maybe, if yeah, probably if 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 they're if they're going to um, they aren't adding if they're going to let them exist alongside each other. If they if they stop adding new stuff to Warzone, I you know I assume they'll patch and do updates. But if they're not adding new stuff yeah. to it, then that could pull people to Warzone Two Point but it's possible. Yeah, I don't I don't know. Um, you know, there's still people trying, I, trying to remake the Matrix online or Star Wars Galaxies. So there, sure. will, there will yeah. be people playing Warzone until they take the servers offline. But and I don't really care one way or the other because I don't. I couldn't yeah. really care less about Warzone. I would hope that I'm hoping DMZ is good. But I play Call of Duty for Absolutely. Team Deathmatch, yeah, sure. Kill Confirmed, Hardpoint, and Domination. Those are the the, <laughs> the hard, modes that I play. Hardpoint, so and, good. I love yeah. it. Uh, those are the modes that I play, and those are the modes that I will continue to play. And what I care about is that the seasonal content updates mm -hmm. are bringing stuff to Modern Warfare 2. Yeah. Um, and um, boy, are people <laughs> whiny fucking babies about Modern Warfare 2 as well. Oh, but yeah. also, it made $800 million in its first weekend, so That's, it's not like the player pool is going to suffer. Ever since uh, Modern Warfare 2 uh, in 2009, 2000. That one original Modern Warfare Two came out. People have been babies about Modern Warfare Two. Like, it's, oh, I know. Yeah, you know, the boycott Modern Warfare Two. Everyone's playing Modern Warfare Two thing, on launch day. With this one, the funny thing is that the the complaints, and I mean, it still has the occasional technical issue. Sure, it crashed for it, like four it's times a, last night. It's a service service game launch. Um, like, it's it's going to happen. Yeah, multiplayer and game. The UI happen. for the UI is pretty fucking bad. It's, um, it's jank for sure. But uh, but but the gameplay I think is great, and the biggest complaints people have is like <laughs> the skill based matchmaking. I'm pretty sure that's. The well, it's not complaint. even SBMM. That is a complaint, but it's also people complain that the in this game they dialed up the penalties a for sprinting around and jumping. Oh right, right, right. The accuracy penalties and b. Every almost every attachment, I would say ninety percent of the attachments, reduce aim down sight speed. Yeah, which is how it should work because if you put hunks of metal on a gun, it makes heavier. it heavier. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so yeah, if you want to put the like 
eight pound suppressor that mm-hmm. adds damage and sound suppression to the gun, guess what? It's going to take longer to aim it. And people think that that's, I have seen like a dozen Reddit posts and comments, which, you know, a dozen, whatever that seems like, so, but I'm, I mean, I'm talking it, like yeah. scrolling and it's yeah. all the same thing of people saying that slowing down and aiming your weapon before you go around a corner is quote toxic that that's a that it is toxic to play the game that way <laughs> like <laughs> I, the, and 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 now the and then i also see comments from sane people that are like it's pretty fucking hilarious that for the past like 10 years of call of duty the prevailing way to play the game has been to play a submachine gun with like only ADS attachments on it and sprint around with dead silence and ghosts so that you're never, no one can ever see you. And then you just hold down right trigger as soon as someone shows up on your screen and kill them. Like that has been the prevailing way to play. And now that that is less viable, they're all melting down. And it's like people saying that it's a skill issue for the players who don't play that way. And it's hilarious. It's just like, come on man now that you can still do that like lots of people still bunny hop around and jump around and run and sprint i have gotten headshot by people jumping with like a a marksman rifle i'm like what the fuck just what the i like you can that looks legit still play that way but also what the fuck man (laughs) i don't think there's even anybody's cheat yeah i i have like i have looked at people and be like no yeah okay you've not well part of that look like you're hacking but god damn man what the fuck the 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 spring the SPR Springfield whatever mm-hmm. marksman rifle with no attachments on it ADS is extremely fast mm-hmm. and controller auto aim I thought they fixed it they did not fix it mm-hmm. it is still extremely aggressive so there yeah is, you can, yeah, you can just stuff. yeah you just gotta watch just look up some videos it is nuts how the there's like videos of people with their hands off the right side of their controller and the way that the camera follows when you left when you aim is <laughs> Yeah, it's ridiculous, um, and so that's part of that. But now it feels like they call people call it toxic sentineling when you like aim and and like play more tactically. Um, that feels like it is as viable as the jumping around oh. and sprinting strategy, and so does what people call camping. I call it holding angles. Yeah, in like in like in like grown up tactical shooters, we call that holding an angle. Yeah, and it's. Camping to me is when you sit like behind, behind a spawn, a door, <laughs> behind a spawn, or like behind a highly trafficked yeah. door with a shotgun and just blow people away who run through. And you know what? I think that's fine if that's what you want to do. Yeah. That's part of the game. Yeah. But I would call that camping. I would call angle holding totally legit, strategic, tactical way to play yeah. the military Ab- shooter. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> But it's very it, funny to see now that those like that's how I play the game. Those styles all feel viable now. Yeah, like I, I, yeah, I yeah. But, you know, I do a lot of running around and shenanigans, and you know, pull out the shotgun and run around and kill confirmed and just completely dominate. Which was like, okay, I guess this is a strategy. But generally, I I tend to pick a spot and want to stay there. Um, and but then like yeah, everyone's so running I, around and. So then it's like, okay, everyone's fighting across the map. Everyone ran over there. I guess I'll go over there. And okay, I'm dead. 
damn it. Yeah, I I love that um that uh that all that stuff is viable now. And I like that 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 it's also viable to do the run around with the shotgun yeah. if you want yeah. to. I think it's great that I think all those styles of play should be absolutely possible and fun to do. And they all are now and mm-hmm. pe- but people are just whiny babies about yeah. the attachment I, thing. It's very funny. I I'm not so like I'm enjoying the game. Uh but I'm not sure like because I also enjoyed Battlefield 2042. And they're very different games. Yeah, like, of course. Vastly, vastly different. And, like, I think I, I liked, overall, I liked the Battlefield 2042, like, gameplay stuff more. Like, the big, like, the, that style of game uh, more than I, do, than I do the general quick play, like, the small maps and stuff of... Uh, Call of Duty. I, I think it's just more interesting, like the the back and forth and all that um, in Battlefield. But the Ground War is, is, you know, it's their take on it. It's, it's similar, but not as good. Um, but I'm still having a lot of fun with Call of Duty, which I didn't expect uh, to be doing this year. I w- I did not pay attention to that game at all. <laughs> like I had mm-hmm. no knowledge going into it. Uh. I also I played through the campaign. I finished that this week, and I haven't played a campaign since Black Ops One, and it was much like uh, smaller or like concise than I expected. Like a lot of those levels are very short. Uh, like they're just like hop in, do like a little kind of vignette, and then you're out, uh, which was interesting. Like the Amsterdam level was like very quick, very short. Yeah. If anything, I mean, I get that it's it's a big ask from a development mm-hmm. time perspective, but I thought those short levels were awesome. They were, like, they were I, interesting. I love, yeah, I mean, I love, generally the first half of that game feels kind of like that, like mm-hmm. that Los Alamos level where you're climbing the wall and then moving through, which I understand that people are really, find that level extraordinarily problematic. Yeah, there are I, some I thought weird things in there. I, I really liked that level. I, I, yeah. I, I, it's spy movie shit to me, which is like all of this media is probably inherently mm-hmm. problematic. So I, I yeah. don't find a lot of value in getting really incensed about the right click to deescalate because, you know, mm-hmm. it, that it is, shit it is, is all over. Ridiculous, a ridiculous, uh, phrase and action. Totally. It is. I thought it was really sick in the level though. Like it was intense and it, I, enjoyed it um and i'm I, you know it's fine if that people think that it's bad i get sure, it i yeah. appreciate mm-hmm. it and i and i wouldn't argue with anybody but um but i also like born movies and james bond movies and they have they're loaded with that kind of shit as well and yeah. that's just you know it's there's a lot of problematic media and yeah totally recognize it but the point being the los Alamos level is pretty quick the Amsterdam level is pretty quick. The one where you're like in the water, kind of mm-hmm. yeah, going in, around in the docks. Where is that one? Is that like also Prague Amsterdam? Or Amsterdam? I think it's also, it might Amsterdam. also be Amsterdam. Yeah, I know that. That, that, level, that, that, is, that, that is that is that is the really first cool. that is the first bit in Amsterdam, and then you do then you yeah. go to the cafe. Yeah, all that stuff I thought was really cool, and I actually found the game to become less interesting when it turned into more. Oh, now we're going to do Call of Duty levels I, where you're going to push through this environment for a half hour actually um, one of my favorite levels was it's towards the end and it's you're infiltrating the prison to break some people out 
and it's when you're just guiding ghost around like from the cameras you're telling ghost, cool. ghost, yeah, ghost yeah, to go like around like one. okay you got mm-hmm. go over here and it was, cool. it was like a fun puzzle game i was like oh, this is actually yep. pretty cool pretty neat yep. uh Yep, I like that one. I didn't love the preceding level where you have to go through the prison yourself. <laughs> sure, yeah, uh, yeah, because it's pretty long and a little frustrating in points. Yeah, but, I, um, I ran into some bad um, checkpoints. Uh, yeah, and, yeah, and stuff like that. in the second half because like some of those encounters are longer and get some bad checkpoints. Be like, oh, I'm just spawned literally in front of a tank that is killing me. Whoops. <laughs> uh, but besides that, uh, pretty good. And then there was a thing at the end where they're like, oh, you got to find a knife to do this thing. And then in the last cutscene, you realize you have a knife strapped to your chest uh-huh. like this whole time. What do you what do you mean I have to find a knife? Uh, just stuff like that is goofy. And, you know, you would think they would think that through a little more because. Like, it's it's the whole point and it's character design or whatever, but. You know, yep. uh, whatever. It's it's fine. I'm not going to play that campaign ever again, so I don't need to worry about it. But, uh, yeah, it it was a little like simple, or it, it felt like so much of it is okay. We have to get this guy. We got to get this guy. We got the guy. We lost the guy. Now we got to get the guy. God damn it. Yeah, I yeah. Every I level is the story. Is everything is the same. The same good. damn. Same damn goal, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, I'm curious what will happen with that third game, even if like I maybe I'll play it, maybe I won't, but I, I'll be curious to see what happens in that story. Even though I've got a pretty good idea. <laughs> well, the um, the the oh, the well, they're doing DLC is... for this one. Right? Yeah. So the the rumor is that this... next year they're going to do a campaign expansion. And a and a classic map pack right. that they'll probably sell you for sixty dollars or whatever as a bundle, um, and it'll be way overpriced. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, because Activision's not going to want to give up on that like, yeah. level mm-hmm. of purchase for a year. But I really hope that's what they're doing because I think this game plays so well, and mm-hmm. I think giving it two years would be awesome. Yeah, uh, and I think if it goes well with them getting two years that it's another step in the direction of like, what if Treyarch and infinity Ward just each had a call of duty that both met in Warzone, mm-hmm. and they just worked on them mm-hmm. as long as they wanted to. Mm-hmm. And sledgehammer did campaign stuff for them now and then. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, <laughs> I think that would be pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, but Treyarch's also apparently working on stuff for Call of Duty next year, mm-hmm. like for this for Modern Warfare. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I don't and 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 they unified with not that this fucking matters at all, mm-hmm. but in Modern Warfare, they the unified the 2019 right? one. Oh. Well, they unified the no. Actually, Cold War was on a different. No, no, engine but, uh, but na- from now on, aren't they all yes. doing the same? Yes, yeah. now on they're all now on they're all on the same one, and they unified the like worlds of the games, oh, like the characters. So like Modern Warfare and Cold yes. War take place in the same universe. Yes, okay. in the same set. Yeah, because um, in Modern Warfare One, um, what's his name, Nikolai. Nikolai, the guy that is in Cold War, 
or yeah. in Black Ops that's in the prison, uh, Gulag. Uh, God damn, what is wait, his name? Are, so Black Ops is also part of this. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah Black yeah, Ops yeah, and Cold yeah. War shared a universe, and now Modern Warfare is also so, part of the... So what happened, the timeline was Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2019 has, I believe, is if I remember correctly, it has Victor Reznov in it. Yeah. Or a reference to Victor Reznov in it. Reznov is one of the like major, major Black Ops characters. Okay. The game after it is Cold War is called Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War. Okay. Cold War is a Black Ops game. Okay. I didn't um, realize it is, Black it is Ops part of part that storyline. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that is ostensibly now Modern Warfare and Black Ops are the same story continuum. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Black uh, Ops I, still has much more interesting story because it's got all the intrigue and the espionage and the... Yeah, it does. The, 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 the mind control and all that weird yeah, stuff, uh, which th- is so... Like, apparently gets real little off the wall and nuts, but... It, I'm here it for it. It's less nuts and off the wall in Cold War than I sure. think people want you to think. Oh, I, I have no idea what happened in Cold War, but I just mean with like Black Ops Four or whatever. Uh, oh yeah, I mean it's definitely weird. It's cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's cool stuff. And and yeah. and you know, Cold War was interesting. Black Ops Three was mm-hmm. I thought was pretty I, cool. I don't know. Um, probably got but, four uh, from like PS Plus or something. But I'm not going to go play the Dragovich. That was I don't know. I yeah I, well Black Ops Four was oh was that the, like primarily Overwatch multiplayer? One. It was only multiplayer, right? Right. It had like cutscenes you unlocked by playing the multiplayer. Um, it was weird. It was good. I I liked that game a lot. I thought it played really well. Um, oh, but it had, it had the but, hero uh, stuff. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Uh, weird surprise. I like hero stuff, but um, but yeah, I don't know. I'm really happy with Modern Warfare Two still, and I'm gonna keep grinding it out i got like a third of the weapons maxed out now what do the battle passes typically look like in terms of like content what what is in a call of duty battle pass i have no idea they're good they do a good job they have usually for buying the battle pass you get an operator skin up front like off the top and they're usually pretty good they have good designs Typically, the way it works is they start off and they're pretty in line with the rest of the character design. Sure. And then as the year goes on, they start to go a little more off the wall and you get your Terminators and yeah. Attack on mm-hmm. Titan, Titans and shit. Um, I can't wait for when that happens because that's my fit. Mm-hmm. I want yeah, I want to I be want the stupidest possible garbage. thing I can be. <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, so typically they'll have that. They have weapon blueprints um, in them, which are the like pre-made weapons is that like the um, union jack you get for beating yes, okay yes, so it's like exactly. a, a skinned yep. version basically like an old with an certain alt- attachments on it okay so it's like a kitted out gun that is built with certain attachments and in the past you could change some of the attachments but i don't think you have as much freedom as you do with at least that it's that like you've union got a, jack you've one. got you've got to keep like this like this stock and this because some of sometimes in this barrel or something sometimes and the things. weapon blueprints go fucking wild like they're okay. they're off the wall too like sometimes they'll like turn it into like a laser beam okay or okay. um like the snoop dog one has like weed tracers <laughs> uh and stuff and so you get you get weapon blueprints like that in the battle pass and a lot of times they're really sick like okay. they look awesome okay um 
and then you get emblems, calling cards, gun charms. Um, they used to do watches. Was like right. your character the, had a right. watch. It was uh-huh. kind of stupid because yeah. you could barely and see it unless like, you pushed you, the look at watch button. Yeah, and you were the only person uh, who could see it at all. Yeah, I kind of liked them, even though they were are, dumb. Are there like they don't have watches in this uh, one? Are there like taunts or something or no? Um, emotes. There used to be. I don't know that this. I don't think Modern Warfare Two has okay, emotes, okay. but I could be. I, 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 could be wrong. I, I, I haven't seen it. anyone do any, and I was like, I don't know yeah. what button it would um, be. I haven't looked, but. It's very possible they'll add them mm-hmm. too because yeah. they, they, they've they've done some okay. pretty big ads for stuff like that. Um, war tunes or war tracks, which is when you get in vehicles, you can play okay. music from them. Okay. So that that's something that they will probably add. I don't know if it's in there right now. Are they like but... licensed tunes or? Yes. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like highway you could to listen hell to like whatever. DMX. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, for sure. Um, and uh, and and that's a bigger factor in Warzone, obviously. Yeah, um, or even just like war. Ground War. But in Ground War, it would be a thing. It was a thing too. Um, I'm trying to think what other stuff uh, you could get. I think just like tracer packs and stuff yeah. like that. So like okay. up cosmetics, you could apply the weapons, um, stickers mm-hmm. for your yeah, weapons, yeah, yeah. decals. Uh, so it's a usually, and then usually what they'll do is they put the. Um, weapons that the new weapons go in the battle pass. Mm-hmm. They're free, so you don't have to buy the battle pass to get the new weapons. Uh, but they'll be at like tier like twenty three and forty six or mm-hmm. whatever will be where you get the new the two new guns that they put in for the season. I think there's more than two coming this season too. Mm-hmm. And then if you don't get them in the battle pass, once the battle pass ends there will be a challenge you have to do to unlock them. Mm. So it'll be like get 32 headshots or 30 headshots with mm. SMGs or something to unlock the SMG. Um, so that's usually how that works too. Okay. Uh, but their, their battle passes are usually quite good. They, okay. they, um, they, they have good stuff in them. Um, but we'll see what the first one, mm-hmm. the, there's also talk of, there's going to be a map also coming on the 16th, I think. Okay. Like there might even be two. Um, and then there's like those raids are coming right midway through this season. I'm, I'm glad I got this. So, cause we're about to finish up our destiny rating with or you know, complete the set. And so now we'll have some call of duty raids to do garden, but Oh yeah. yeah. Well, (laughs) the call of duty raids are only three people too. So it's a little easier to find. That's okay. Well, cause base spec ops is only two people in call of duty. Right. Uh, I've tried. I've only played. I've tried to get through one of those because you get like more. Yeah, you can get experience for doing the uh, the spec op stuff uh, too. Like there's yeah, daily challenges, and yeah, and I've tried to do one of them, like the Defender Zaya, and it's just not gone well. Anytime I tried to do it with a friend, and he got bugged out. Like his game, like he tried to pick up a Sentry and replace it, and then he just couldn't do anything anymore. He could yeah. just he could walk around, and he's like, "I can't put it down. I can't shoot. I can't change weapons." Like, well, that sucks. And then you know, shit happened. Uh, and then you know, trying to match make, and it was just like it's a bad time matchmaking into that. Yeah, I need to try it. I only tried the one, the the night mission, mm. the first one. Is that a stealth once, one? And yes, it is indeed. Because we dropped, you drop from a plane, mm. and um, I like tried to sneak up on a guy, and then he turned around and saw me, and then I was like, "Well, got to dome him," and I shot him with a suppressed weapon. But it turns out him yelling was enough to turn the entire base <laughs> against us. 
and we died. Mm. Um, but it seemed like a cool mission because they give you like three objectives that are just around this base mm. to go and do. And then you just kind of have to sneak around and figure out how to do them. Mm-hmm. And you could split up mm-hmm. or you could go together. Um, it was it was pretty cool. It, it kind of reminded me a little bit of like Metal Gear to a degree. Mm. Um, Metal Gear. In the different approaches you could take. So anyway, I think the Spec Ops stuff could be pretty cool. I just haven't really spent much time with it. Mm-hmm. Interesting, interesting. Well, yeah, that's Call of Duty. And I'll... I'll probably be playing it for the foreseeable future. Uh, we'll we'll see if I stick with it, but it's it's been a good time and I'm I'm enjoying it, which I cannot believe I'm saying in the year 2022. Uh, I'm telling you, my friends were like, I didn't play one between Modern Warfare. Well, I played like Black Ops two. And I played some four as well, but I played them pretty sparingly. For a long time until Modern Warfare 2019 came out, and one of my friends and I got that on sale because around Christmas they always do a pr- their first kind of big sale on them, like between Christmas and New Year's. So we got it for like twenty percent off or something, mm-hmm. and we were like, "Holy shit, this is really good!" And we started telling a couple other friends, and they were like, "You guys are losers <laughs> You're playing the most mainstream uh-huh. fucking video game that's made for mm-hmm. like the masses." It's boring, run around, mm-hmm. shoot people, like no, mm-hmm. no, nothing cerebral about it at all. We were like, okay, it's cool. You don't have to play it. And now those people are like <laughs> super into it. Uh, I, for me, it was just like, I think I talked about it back when you were playing uh, Ace Combat, where I was like, I, I'm just like not into the raw, raw military, like propagandization of like these games and whatnot. And like, like that's still here, but also, like you know, just as as we have discussed many times now at this point, like everything's a fucking problematic uh, piece Absolutely. of media, yeah, yeah. and there's something to complain about. And turns out, gun go burr. <laughs> so yep. it's I mean it's that stuff is still there. It's yeah. still problematic, but I mean, yeah. the the multiplayer, I think. I I really don't, and there's going to be plenty, there'll be plenty of people who call me super naive. I don't think that the people who make the multiplayer do it out of a desire to pump up the military. Like, I don't think this is like America's army or something where that's the intent because it's like, you're talking about spec crew versus core tack and the, the like heroes of the campaign are on the side that also has like the guy, the Chinese guy who's cool on, on the side. And then the other side has like the, you would think, well, maybe the other side is the bad guys, but the other side has like an Irish guy and two Americans on it. Mm -hmm. Like it, it, it's so far removed from any degree of actual, conflict like any kind of actual conflict Mm -hmm. and the places that you're fighting i mean i guess they're politically charged like there's a border map and there's a there was uh, but what what, what, there there's a hotel in the multiplayer and apparently that hotel is like a real place and they are not pleased about being in the game (laughs) yeah they based a lot of the the designs on real places i guess which has had mixed Mm -hmm. feelings but i don't know like it's fucking sorry you you're a 
they're not they don't use the name of the hotel or whatever mm-hmm. like yeah um but uh yeah i don't know um i the, the campaign definitely has a lot of you know i get it a lot of problematic propagandistic stuff and the multiplayer certainly you know you're shooting assault rifles at people yeah. that in and of itself is a mm-hmm. propagandistic thing and it's saying it's it's you know it's not engaging with the problem of gun culture and it is certainly if anything, making guns seem cool and stuff. I get it. Like it's not a it's a problematic piece of media. Yeah. But the multiplayer is just so I guess I don't know if I think it's more problematic than at this point, the multiplayer specifically, than like Fortnite. <laughs> like <laughs> Yeah. It, is it because it, it's it doesn't it also kind of suck to take like childhood characters yeah, like give Goku, know, Goku a gun and give him an assault rifle. Perverse, like, truly, that's, that's saying some fucked up stuff too. Even if they don't have a map that's yeah. a Mexican border crossing or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like I don't, I don't know. It's 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 all problematic, and and I think the reason that I am at a place now, I mean, me from five years ago would be like, what is wrong with you? Where I can say that I think the level where you right click to deescalate fucking rips is because. At the end of the day, I agree that that stuff is problematic, but it is, and and I believe that art and culture inform a lot of people's politics, but people are not voting for, you know, conservative candidates in the U.S. because they played mm-hmm. that Call of Duty level, and if they are... If that is like truly informing, I'm not talking about it being a general degree of background noise that is mm-hmm. problematic and, and exists across our culture. I'm talking about if that is a specifically bad thing that is doing more damage than, you know, James Bond movies and mm-hmm. Top Gun and, you know, uh, Law and Order or whatever other stuff media you're consuming, then that person has much deeper issues yeah. than the media they consume that's leading to those choices. There is so plenty of research supporting that idea. Yes. That, uh, so media you you consume is may, may exacerbate issues, but is not the the source or cause of any of these issues. Yeah. Um, and, and so, you know, I just think with it's with everything, I think the key thing to remember as a informed adult is every piece of media is problematic. I promise you everything that you consume it's problematic on some level. There's no ethical consumption under capitalism. And, you know, you, you, you don't, you're not necessarily helping people to, to judge anybody over whether or not they play call of duty. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I, you know, if, if, again, if anything, the one angle that I don't have an answer for, that's just kind of like, yeah, it's just a choice is you are giving money to a pretty shitty company when you buy the game. Um, and, you know, complicated shitty company, because I don't know how shitty the people who worked on this game are mm-hmm. in particular. Um, the, you know, they've whenever I've seen them highlight developers of these games in recent years, they've seemed like pretty cool people. Uh, I'm sure there is um, there is a mix, but yeah, it's uh... totally. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. It's a whole, it's, it's a, I think it's important to address and, and discuss, but I come at it more from a perspective of like, if you, if you are going to tear people down for playing the game, 
you really need to examine your media diet because mm-hmm. I'm guessing that it's not squeaky clean. Oh yeah. Um. <laughs> so, just just yeah. Oh, it's it, be careful because you can become a hypocrite real fast when you start slamming people's <laughs> media choices. I guess. <laughs> Do I contradict myself? Very well. I contradict myself. I'm large. I can cont- I can contain multitudes. <laughs> uh but yeah so there's our check-in with uh, last week's games but i did bring a new game this week i, I got a-, a few hours in this evening with a new game pass game and i'm not i think it came out like this week that's that's what it says on steam and i think that's what it says on game pass so i'm gonna go with it just came out because there's also a new story on the steam page the same the game comes out tomorrow uh, on Thursday, but Google said it came out in like 2019 or something, and I was very confused. Uh, that game is Ghost Song. Hmm. Ghost Song is uh, Metroidvania. Stop me if you've heard this before. It's a, oh boy. It's a 2D Metroidvania. It's, it's the Dark Souls of Metroidvanias. oh yeah okay and uh it's got some real nice art uh this game is sort of like if metroid met hollow knight met ori and like the will of the wisp or you know ori in the blind forest which pick your pick your ori um either one is okay uh with so it is metroid in that you are Person with gun arm running around shooting things. Hollow Knight in sort of the atmosphere and the world you're in. And Ori in its art style just being kind of like this illustrated look. It's it's mm-hmm. very distinct from Ori, but it's got that kind of very detailed and... Um, it's like like a drawing as opposed to like a painting or something uh, more detailed than Hollow Knight and such. Uh, it's like as far as gameplay goes, it's pretty simple. It's uh, you know, it's you're running around shooting stuff with a gun, gun arm. I'm finding upgrades, and there's an. It's I'm not sure if I'm a person or if I'm a robot. Like, uh, there's there's a little bit of a disconnect here. Uh, I think I'm, like, an AI in, like, a robot body. And to equip these upgrades, you have to basically power down your body. And so you become completely vulnerable. And then you can equip the upgrades, and there's, like, a power bank that says how much power you can, you know. You've got this much power, so you can equip upgrades with which have varying powers to get up to that that much power. And then you can restart your body and stand up. So you have to be pretty careful about where you do that. You can't just, in the middle of combat, be like, oh, I need to put on this this ability so I can uh, start fighting. There might... You could theoretically do it, but that'd be a very risky uh, prospect. Now, while you're going around this uh, abandoned moon... Or not, not abandoned moon. You're going around this moon, which seems to have some sort of... St- like electromagnetic field around it that is causing that has been causing ships to crash repeatedly. They're 
lots of you know wrecked ships uh, all across uh, that seems to be what happened to you at some point in the past you don't know how long ago and uh as you're making your way through this moon you come across a guy named Roper and i can only assume his name is Roper cuz you meet him standing by a rope that's okay you know is he called Roper because he has ropes is he called Roper because he's near a rope? What came first, the Roper or the Rope? I, who could say? Uh, but Roper is a member of a crew of a, another spaceship that crashed like a month previous, month prior to where you are in the game. And he's got a couple of uh, people with him. And it takes on this area where their ship has crashed and they're trying to restore. It takes on an almost like Firelink Shrine kind of vibe. It's where you go in and you're talking to these people and they're like, oh yeah, we need some help. Or you go and talk to each person and they've got like the little bit of story to talk about. And there's something very solemn, very about a lot of these characters. Some of them are a little more upbeat, but just as you come across these characters and talk to them, they're, you get like a little bit about them, but, and a little bit about the world, but it, like a left enough is left up to mystery that, it's uh it's kind of spooky uh in like a this place sure is weird and i don't know what i'm going to find here uh kind of way I, and i'm seeing some real weird shit like skull robots uh on here which i haven't seen yet in the game uh, looking at the scene page seeing weird stuff and mentions of cosmic horror so curious what uh that ends up looking like and as I was going through, I met this dude who very, very similar to a Dark Souls NPC. He's like maybe a robot, maybe a guy in like a space suit of armor. I'm not sure. But saying he's like, yeah, I wouldn't go down that way. There's like 10,000 bugs down there. I'm like 10,000. But that's a lot of bugs, man. He's like, yeah, I'm trying to communicate with them. What, communicate? Yeah, uh, they like as I'm going down there, like I can feel them trying to get under my skin, trying to get into my brain. They want to talk to me. They want to communicate something. I don't know what uh, what they're trying to communicate, but I'm gonna keep smashing them until I understand. <laughs> like, oh, okay, man, uh, you you keep you do you. Uh, and so it it is maybe one of the best like games that captures that aspect of the souls games uh that i can think of uh just like that kind of ominous and cool like hard to like okay what is going on here with these people and the uh yeah i mean the style because like you know you meet someone in souls and they just start laughing at you and say some weird ominous shit and it's this game so has, good. A, has a little bit of that that's good it's that's one of the best parts of dark souls that i feel like a lot of games that's part of why I think Hollow Knight succeeds is because it's very good at that. It's it's got a little bit of that, yeah, but it's it's even more so than Hollow Knight. I think it captures yeah. that vibe. There's a there's a mystery to Dark Souls, even when you think you understand. This is why I I won't make this about Dark Souls. I promise. Okay, but this is sure. why I bristle when people are like, just, I know people who they're who are like. Oh, Dark Souls doesn't actually have cohesive lore or story. It's just a bunch of spaghetti thrown at a wall that they've convinced you is is deep. And it's like, I don't care. 
<laughs> I don't give a shit because when I that's, the that's vibe the fucking the world, man. The get, world is a bunch of spaghetti and, thrown at a wall. The feeling that you get when you play those games is that there is a deeper mystery yeah. and that there's always a deeper mystery and there's always another secret that you haven't quite found yet. And I love that feeling yeah. because it's just it's it's it gives me goosebumps to think about things like that's part of the thing that I like about Destiny mm-hmm. so much right now mm-hmm. is it feels true about that too. So if this game is is capturing any element of that, I feel like that's something that so many games that try to do the Souls thing just sort of fail to grasp. They might be able to make their game dark and um, you know, have have like that kind of sense of dread mm-hmm. that Dark Souls gives you, but it I rarely see games that manage to pull off that that real sense of like um unsettling wonder. Yeah. That you get from from playing something like Dark Souls. Uh definitely. So I I if this game Abs at that at all? Then that's cool. And I remember this game was kickstarted like eons ago. Okay, that's... this was one of the first big indie game kickstarters. Yeah, okay. And a lot of people thought it was just never going to come out. It's I've... been in development for like six plus eight years, years or yeah, something so, like that. Like the first news story um, on Steam is from six years ago. Yeah. Um. So that's so that's where it that and I heard about it on Twitter because one of the the um the developer of uh, Skateburb. Mm-hmm. was tweeting about it how it's so cool that it's finally out mm-hmm. uh yeah it's it is a very interesting thing i'm like i'm curious to see if the the gameplay gets more interesting or varied what you've got your gun your blaster and you get some like leveled up shots you can do like missiles or you can shoot out little blobs that act as allies or you know various different alternate fires and then there's a heat meter on the gun and you're like it's all you have to tell by how your character looks because the arm will heat up and turn like red hot and as your arm heats up as your as your blaster heats up that charges up your melee and your melee will do more damage and so then you can if you like you know, you fire off with your blaster until you get red hot, and then your fire starts to slow, your firing starts to slow down. But if you're in close, you can start meleeing. And there are different melee uh, weapons. I've gotten a spear so far, and that gives you some good range. But I saw like a big hammer in uh, one of these images that has like a big charge up swing. So I'm curious how uh, that ends up working and where I'll find that. Mm-hmm. But it's there there are some cool ideas here and uh i you know i'm curious to see how it evolves cuz i like a metroidvania and the last one i played was uh metroid dread which was good and had some fun stuff in it but i i think it's a little sterile in some ways and this the, is seems the... anything but <laughs> yeah yeah the, this Kickstarter was in August 2013. Oh my god. Nine yeah. years. And it's so interesting to go back and read these first updates because the developer, Matt White, was like, I thought maybe I'd get 2K in donations. Uh-huh. And then and he got a bunch more than that. And then he was like, I sold out of early, we sold out of early bird access pledges on the first day, but I don't think I should add more because that seems like it's mm-hmm. not fair to people who and then the next, then a little like a few hours later is like, 
I decided to add more early bird pledges after a lot of hemming and hawing, and there's like a like update about he seems like a like a pretty cool person, mm-hmm. and uh, from these updates anyway, he did like an update about like I'm adding a Wii U stretch goal, or <laughs> 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 if we get the six, and then and then he was like, now people are he's like, I don't know if I can promise a Wii U port unless we make this much money but i'm gonna add the stretch goal Mm -hmm. and then there's people who he's like well now people are buying are pledging because they want to get to the wii u stretch goal because they only have a wii u and i feel bad about that so you shouldn't pledge if you if you only have a wii u because we don't know if we'll get to the stretch these updates are just like a person who on the fly is like no 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 i don't want to scam you (laughs) (laughs) that's very funny and hey uh, they did. They put the game out, and it it is nine years later. Yeah, it is an impressive looking thing. Like it, I would be curious to see. Like, is this stuff hand drawn, like it is in Ori and the Will of the uh, you know Ori games? Because a lot of it looks really good, and it yeah, looks. I, don't know. I believe like that it could be just like that. It's you know computer drawn or whatever, but it's still like very know. detailed the... and interesting and. Like, there's a lot going on in the art. So even if it was, like, digital art, like, that's not easy by any means. I don't think that they ever reached... Yeah, they never reached never, the Wii U goal. $54,000, so he never reached the Wii U goal at 60000 That'd be so funny if he reached the Wii U goal and now in 2022 had to put a Wii U, had Wii U, version, out. Out a Wii U yeah. version. Yeah, man. What a weird... That's interesting. I, I should... I. I should play this game because it seems like an interesting game. It's, yeah, it's got, you know, got Cosmic Horror, so if you're into that. It's on Switch, yeah, so at least um, he, he put it on Switch, but if he had to make a Wii U version, that'd be very funny. Uh, yeah. it's a, but it's on uh, pretty much every. It's on everything. Uh, PC, It's getting a good response, too. People yeah, that. yeah, it's got an 88 on Metacritic, not that Metacritic is some no, you know, I know, harbinger so. of... Yeah, it, Google says release date December ni- December 2019. I don't know what that's about. Google's wrong about that shit all the yeah, time. Yeah, it's it's I, weird. It's weird. I think maybe there was a demo in 2019 or something. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, it's it's very interesting game. Uh, it I I've had a lot of like frustrating uh, fight encounters, but oh, it also has the most important Souls mechanic: corpse runs. So that's that's mm. that's how you really know mm. it's the uh, Dark Souls and Metroidvanias. Uh, but yeah, it, it, it when I say that, I, really what I mean is it captures the, uh, the NPC spooky nature of like, uh, ha ha, what, what have I talked about? Wouldn't you like to fucking know, uh, that, and, you know, it, it captures a lot of good games in its execution, which, hey, uh, there are worse things you can do than emulate good games. Uh, so that's a ghost song out on Game Pass. Uh, Xbox, PC, uh, PlayStation, Switch. Yeah, check it up. It's like 20 bucks. it looks like. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. definitely seems like uh, one to check out. Uh, but yeah, we'll see. Uh, I'll, I'll keep playing it for sure. Did you have a race car just drive by? What was that? We live on a main road now, so cars sometimes drive by that are pretty loud. Well, okay, was that a car? <laughs> we... <laughs> It was, yeah, it was a car. <laughs> wow. We also live across the street from the uh, from the police department, so mm-hmm. when they rip out of the police department to go somewhere, we get to hear the 
I, mm-hmm. I know distinctly what Shoreline Police Department cars sound like now. <laughs> Interesting. Well, uh, we were like, oh, it'll be a quick one. It's only the two of us. And then, of course... Yeah, it's almost two hours. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but hey, as it, as it goes. We had, we had some uh, solid talks about the, uh, the the existence of Call of Duty and Marvel Snap. So there you go. Uh, thanks for joining us, everybody. We really appreciate it uh, having you here with us on November 5th, 2022, for episode 246 of the Gaming Fix podcast. I've been your host, Andre Cole, a.k.a. The Wet Gamer, a.k.a. your partner's favorite trading card. You can find me on Twitter at CoolSlaw, C-O-O-L-S-L-4-W, at least while Twitter is still a functional website, which might not be much longer. It'll be functional. It'll be a train. Not if they fire. Not if they fire everybody, uh, which (laughs) maybe you'll do. (laughs) Who knows? Fire the entire communications team. What do you? <laughs> very funny. It's it's, it's a, very sad it's for those mess. people fired, but also like holy shit. Uh, I, I will. I mean, I don't want to speak for. Obviously, there's plenty of people there that I'm sure it's upending their lives yeah. to, to lose their jobs. So I, you know, wish the best to them. But most of the like higher up people that have been fired that I've seen, they're like LMAO. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I got locked out of my work accounts. Mm-hmm. This is hilarious. Yeah. I haven't even gotten an email yet. Oh yeah, so people in meetings <laughs> and, having talking about stuff getting. Uh, fired or you know, laid off in meeting. Like, damn, man! I I could talk for two hours about oh yeah the Twitter. It's so funny. It's I mean not the people getting no, fired. Yeah, that's, yeah. You know that's mm-hmm. always bad, but it's it's just it's mm-hmm. watching the man's candor change over the course of the last week mm-hmm. is so funny. Yeah. Well, where can people find you, Pat? You can find me on Twitter at PJC Plays. I'm not leaving until they turn the lights off because it's a, I'm here to watch the the ship melt down. How many Italian Elon Musk are we going to get? Well, he keeps banning them when it's, people start doing it. Uh, so. It's very, uh, Twitter. <laughs> so much for Twitter. Comedy yeah, comedy has come back to Twitter. <laughs> not if not if you're com- your comedic. Only if it's not satire. You, you can't make. You cannot do satire. Yeah, you cannot. Uh, you cannot make Italian Elon Musk. You cannot impersonate Elon Musk unless you pay eight dollars no. a month. Even then, people with check marks are getting very funny. Suspended yeah. for impersonating him, which I say is a violation. It's a part of my First Amendment rights to impersonate whoever the fuck I want, as long as they're not a government official or public service person. Yep. Well. Elon Musk is neither I'm sure not one of those nope anyway we'll be <laughs> we'll be back next week with another episode of the podcast stay wet gamers <laughs>